volvimos uh, Ray Matera time uh, lots to talk about today and very little time to do it so we're going to get right into it Evan Hearn here from Austin, Texas joined by the uh, incomparable team of uh, Rudy Matera uh, Anto Filippini and Glenn Spearing hi guys how have you been? he estado muy bien muy bien la verdad has estado muy bien bien he estado muy bien bien I, I I have been very well, thank you. Thank you. Ah, nice. I've been very, very well. Well, yeah. if you're an astute listener, I have been good. Yes, uh, yes, I can't complain. Uh, well, if you're listening and you're wondering why are we talking like assholes, uh, it's because <laughs> we have... Uh, we're going to get into some grammar today. going to get into some fun little grammar. Everyone's favorite uh, uh, grammatical construct the present perfect tense in English. Yes. And this is this is this is a favorite of Argen, Argentinians. Well it does. If if you re, if you read Cortaza or you read Borges, they they actually use it quite a lot. Yeah. They actually y use it. Well, they were more they were, they were more elite. Yeah, they were they were <laughs> sí, both kind of I, I love I, I think I love both Borges and Cortaza, but they were both kind of Uppity, I think is the word. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of snobs. Uh, yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into it. What's what's the deal with this expression? When do we use it? What's 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 going on? So, so yes, the, 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 I mean there there are some there are some peculiarities with with this with this grammatical tense, especially for Argentinians. The, the, the most important thing for Argent, Argentinian speakers is is really that it doesn't it doesn't actually exist in 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 spoken Argentinian language. Right, it's never used in, in Spain. It is mm -hmm. in other parts of the Spanish speaking world. It is, for yeah. example, I think two weeks ago I was having a conversation with someone from Colombia or Venezuela, and they said to me, "Hasido." Colombia, and I right. immediately started started laughing because I, I knew what it meant, but I hadn't heard that in right. in two years, uh -huh. and I thought it's just very very funny because it was just so it just sounded so strange to me. Mm -hmm. So so it is, it is not foreign to to Spanish speakers. It's it's definitely foreign to Argentinian speakers. Yeah, I think. and just to be clear, you said there as ido, right? He asked you as. Ido, has, as ido, right? Which is the, I think it's called pretérito perfecto. I think it's the, I think it's pretty, this, the, like that. Um, I remember studying. Anto shaking her head. She's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I know the, the el plus, porque I remember, I remember studying this in high school, or, uh, or rather, uh, seeing it and then choosing not to study it in high school. Um, el plus cuan perfecto is like había hecho, which is like even further back. Yeah. Um, it's that mixing of the uh, indefinido, I forget what it's called, uh, imperfecto. Uh, and then the pretérito perfecto is exactly what... It's, it's interesting because it's formed exactly the same as the past perfect, or the present perfect, rather, in, uh, in English. It's haber, right? Uh, in a sentido de uh, to have, but as an auxiliary, not to have as like tener, not to literally have something, but using it exactly. in an auxiliary form with another verb, to have done something. Um, haber yes. hecho, has ido, um, to have got, have you gone? Um, so it's, it, I mean, yeah, it's interesting how it does exist, but it's just, it's not used here or there in Buenos Aires. 
Yeah, so so you learn it on Duolingo and then you come here to Buenos Aires and you realize that you only use three grammatical tenses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> present tense but, for but literally yes, everything. <laughs> basically, basically. So so yes, we, we, we do form the present tense by using by using the auxiliary have or has. Hmm. He, she, it has. And then and then the the past participle. So gone, been, seen. These are these are the most common past participles. So often this is in in your study books you will see this as the the third column. Yeah. You will have present or infinitive verb. You will have the verb in the past tense, mm-hmm. and then you will have the past participle. Yeah. In the third column, and that's what you use to form the present perfect. Yeah. So I think the problem, sobre todo, or at least for me, no es tanto aprender a formarlo porque después de todo es una estructura, sino aprender a usarlo en un texto grande. Porque hay veces que, todo, por ejemplo, mis compañeros de clase, de todos españoles, tenían muy claro que eran tiempos perfectos. Y yo decía, pero si aquí puedes poner el pasado. Y se entiende igual, es lo mismo. Y no, no es lo mismo. <risa> pero para mí, claro, me sonaba igual. Y Why don't I use past continuous? Sí, yo soy la, la típica alumna que preguntaba eso. Mm. Exactly. Me reconozco en lo exactly. que... So, so, so one strategy, and, and this is much more effective, is rather than thinking about it in terms of times, we can think about it when do we use this tense. Right. Not in terms of applying it to a time, but for what things do we use this. Right. And perhaps that the main thing that we use it for is when we're talking about experiences. Hmm. So, so things that you have experienced in the past, but the time where you didn't do them was that important. It wasn't important that you did them last week or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, not, that's not important. It's not relevant to, to, to your point. Yeah. Because that does have an attachment to the way that Spanish speakers use it and hmm. Specifically, Argentinians use it. That's a that's a way that's a way in to get the understanding of the students here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for example, you might you might translate the the present perfect into into the indefinite past. So instead of saying "have vivido," like I would say that to someone in Spain, I have lived. You would say vivía, yo vivía mm-hmm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sí, totalmente. But the problem with that is, if I said that to someone in Spain, they would interpret that, or they might interpret that as I used to live yeah. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Argentina, they will interpret it as either I used to live or I have lived. That mm-hmm. yeah. the the meaning really doesn't. That the meaning doesn't change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Por eso es tan difícil. Yeah, yeah. Como porque el significado no cambia. I, I think that that's the. I mean, I think the key concept there is is exactly what you just said. That the rele- the relevance or lack of relevance or the irrelevance of uh, of when the action happened, 
right? Like I, you, you hear like one of the most common errors that I hear or see is um, like, for example, someone said, I have gone uh, or I, I have done something yesterday. Yeah. And it just sounds like I've done my homework yesterday. And it's like, no, that doesn't sound right. Um, you know, it's, you understand completely, but by, by, by adding on that specific, that specific time, you actually, you've, you don't, you, you can't use, it's incorrect to use present perfect there. You would just say, I did my homework yesterday exactly. versus I have done my homework and okay, listo. No importa cuando lo, exactly. lo, lo hayas hecho, pero está hecho. And I exactly. think this, um, you know, I think, I think that you see the, the example you're talking about, like being in another country, you know, you would say to someone, there's two very different questions to say, did you go to Spain last year? versus have you been in spain right there are two very yeah. different questions mm. um yeah and both of them in in, Ar in argentine spanish at least it would be like you would just say fuiste a españa or estuviste en españa right which if you translate it literally it was just like did you go to spain or were you in spain but if you translate it practically it's it's their understanding they understand it as we understand the present perfect which is exactly yeah so, 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 so that, so that's why getting getting rid of of when out of the equation, mm. that that's why you can eliminate that that part for for Argentinian students. Mm. It, you can say to them if if you can say when use use the the, the simple past or the or the past continuous or something else. You don't need to use the present perfect. The easiest way to think about it is when you want to talk about an experience. Not something that is definite and happened and right. finished. Mm. Yeah. That's an that's an easier way to think about it, yeah. and it stops a lot of stops a lot of confusion. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it but it but it but it is different because as, as natives, and especially when we're talking informally, and this is a really big problem when people go to Australia because we we use the present perfect a lot because it's actually it's a very informal way of speaking. So. I might I might ask my friends how have you been, which you probably wouldn't hear that in the United States or in England, because really it's a shortened sentence of how have you been since mm -hmm. I saw you last time. But it it presupposes that I already know you quite well, mm -hmm. that I am already friends with you. But in Australia, you can almost ask that to anyone. You can just say to someone, oh, "How have you been?" In a friendly, informal, informal way, it's it's inviting a conversation. Right. En cambio, that, a mí me suena muy formal. Mm -hmm. Si lo preguntas con el presente perfecto, para mí estás hablando formal. Mm -hmm. Por ejemplo, a veces a mí se me mezcla el dialecto porque aquí sí que lo usan. Mm -hmm. Y bueno, mi familia, ¿no? Y me dicen, "Ay, ¿qué te haces? La fina, la que hablas bien, no sé qué." <laughs> but 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 in 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 reality, the the reason why it is informal is because we, we are inviting a conversation. We're not we're not we're not saying facts. We're asking you to to give me your opinion or say something. We're asking for a conversation. Right. So so another another way to think about it is we can use this in an informal way. Mm. I think another big use, uh, I think that's, you know, I think these, these uses that we mentioned are like the biggest uses, but I think another one is um, a, a big difference that, that in, in between the uses is, for example, when you're talking, when you, when you use it in, with the question, how long, right? Like to ask someone how long, um, 
have you been doing something, right? Which is actually the present perfect continuous because it's how long have you been, the verb to be in the, in the past participle form, and then doing in the present participle form, right? The haciendo, which you would never form anything like that in Spanish as far as I know. You would never say, hace cuanto que... Like it just, like it just sounds really weird. I, I think, I think, I think when I first, when I first came, I was, I was trying to make sentences. You were talking like, like that, yeah. Like, and people were just laughing at me yeah. because they, yeah. they know what it is that you're trying to say. Right. It just sounds strange. And again, and and, and at least here in Argentina, it's just a present form. It's like hace cuánto que vivís acá. Hace cuánto que estás. Hace cuánto que sos profesor. Which you know, if we again, were you to translate it literally, it's how long are you a teacher? It's like, well, that's a, that doesn't make, that's not a real well formulated question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't even say, I say, I say, quanto shigaste. Right. Right. Yeah. They, they, they don't even use the past tense. Yeah. Uh, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's just like, as, as a bit like a broader takeaway from this conversation is just the importance of not like literally translating everything and understanding that, yeah, we, you learn the grammatical structures and that's a necessity. But, um, you know, there are times when it's just not going to translate exactly the same. And if you try that's, and that's, stick to your guns yeah. with your language, if you try and impose your language structure on how another language works, you're going to sound weird. You're not going to sound natural. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this is important to, to learn away from the books as well, mm-hmm. because the, these are things that you are, you're not going to learn in, in grammar books, in workbooks. Yes, because they they will tell they will tell you this is this is when we use this tense for for whatever reason. Yeah. But but there is a broad there is a there is broader range of that. Mm. There, there are the broader range of applications, and that and that can be a, an alternative way to learn difficult things like this. Okay, great conversation, great combo. I think that's really useful. I know that's one of the harder concepts for, especially Argentine speakers, to uh, to grasp. So, good to talk about it. Um, bueno, eh, nos estamos despidiendo por hoy. Um, it has been fun talking about yeah. these. Yeah, uh, it's these... it's been it's been a blast. Yeah. Así que. Así un placer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bueno, así que yo me despido. Hasta la próxima, chicos. Chao. Hasta la próxima. Chao. Nos vemos.
Namaste. Namaste.